Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock, the longest running independent podcast for everything that is Rocket League Esports in the European scene. I'm the Eternal J. I'm joined by Digi Bay after what has been a fucking hectic weekend. Uh, not just from the Rocket League perspective, we've both been busy little boys, haven't we, mate? Yeah, we definitely have. But like, just Rocket League perspective, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, all, you know, top end action, not including the invitational. Rocket League is absolutely stacked at the moment, dude. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. You know, there's so much content going on. So much so that we barely even watched any of it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll take... We've caught up now. I've caught up now. But I, yeah, I it's definitely no, a I'm, case I'm sorry. of... It's I... hard. When we're casting and doing other stuff alongside all these major events, like Monday night, we were doing TCS whilst the RLCS was going on. It's hard, isn't Mate, it? Mate, these last few weeks have been so fucking tough, especially with like ESL stuff going on. Like for those of you who've been following my share, I've been doing the minor qualifiers and those are some late, late nights. They had us doing 12 hour mm. days uh, over this weekend. So like I didn't even get the chance to watch EU stuff, let alone, you know, focusing on the North American side. So I'm, I'm, I'm completely fucked in terms of knowledge. You're definitely going to be carrying me through this show. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, in terms of the results, it's not even going to be the main sort of, uh, the, the main sort of like talking points, honestly. There's been some big, news happening this week, uh, which is sort of going to be our main sort of revolvement around the show. I think a lot of you know exactly what we're talking about because coronavirus has cancelled Worlds this week. Uh, We're also mentioning about speculation of Envy returning to the scene, Remco's little issues on Twitter, and of course, all the regular mailbag segments and the double header weekend from RLCS and RLRS wrapped up in whole. So, let's do the news, and we'll start where it's expected to start, I think. Uh, The World Championship has been cancelled uh, as was announced on March the 5th by Psionics. Uh, this is due to the safety and uh, com- uh, safety and the safety concerns, obviously going around about the coronavirus outbreak. Um, uh, we uh, we th- sort of saw this coming to a certain extent because obviously IEM Kanovitsa was cancelled, and you know we're being we, you know we're being CS:GO fans and everything. We expected some large events to uh, to kind of bite the bullet, and uh, that was the first sort of like major C- uh, esports event, if I recall correctly. I think there may have been one, at least one of the ones in the West. Uh, I know that there may have been some shit from uh, 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 from. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, uh, what, what, what's the name? Asia. Uh, I know that there were some events cancelled in Asia and China, especially China, obviously. Um, uh, but this was sort of like the big one for the for the Rocket League scene. I'm going to start with you on this one, Bacon, because I've got a lot to say about coronavirus in general, um, uh, uh, and I kind of want to bring the sanity. I, I want to bring the sanity <laughs> to the to the fold before I start popping off and doing my thing. So yeah. l- 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 let's have you say your your thoughts about this whole thing. So, straight up, understandable in Asia, where, of course, like, the virus stemmed from China. Uh, It started there, so, of course, hit Asia a lot quicker. Uh, To the point this last weekend, I saw there was the Gears uh, 5 Worlds going on, and that was taking place over in Mexico, which hasn't been hit so hard, so, of course, they could keep on going. But you look at stuff like this, and you just look and go, they could have still held held like a behind closed doors, just a purely studio-esque uh, invitational, mm-hmm. no viewers, no spectators going on for it. And this just seems like maybe, I, I know we always bag on about Sonics and their planning and all of that. This just seems like oh, this was no, the easiest on, on. result. 
I will. I, I will say. I will say. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give fair fair dues to Sonos because there have been implications that actually it was the state of California that forced this decision on yes. them. Yes. Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously they're being a California-based company. The intimation that I've heard behind the scenes is that California law dictated that they had to cancel their events due to uh, health concerns. Which, considering how much California law seems to govern the rest of the states, okay, fair enough. Um, uh, I can. Uh, I, I. I. I can give credit where it's due on that respect. But on the coronavirus in general, why in the name of everything that is fucking real are we freaking the fuck out about this stupid thing, right? I'm sorry, I've had enough with this shit. This is not something to do with Rocket League. It's it's something to do with the society as a whole. Because the shit that we have seen in the past week, not just event cancellations, which I can understand for the sake of health and safety, but the fucking panic that the media have driven us to this point. This is one of many different symptoms that have caused us to be here. Do you want to hear some facts, Bacon? Do you want to hear some fucking facts? So, out of... 8 billion, and what are we at? 7 billion people, 7.5 billion people on the fucking planet right now. Some stupid shit like that. We have, as of this moment of recording, 121,517 confirmed coronavirus cases. Of all of those cases, 66,000 have recovered. Now, if you count all ongoing and you know concluded cases, that is a 54% recovery rate. Of all the closed cases, with which we've had 4,384 deaths, we have a 94% recovery rate. Now, I'm not being funny. That's not fucking you know, anything to be terrified of. How many of you out there have known about the recovery rate of this fucking virus. Probably not many of you, to be honest, because the media have driven it into our fucking heads that we need to be terrified and that everyone's cancelling everything. And, you know, they're not giving you some basic facts about the basics of how, you know, things are working within the context of the virus. It's the fucking flu. That's what it is. It's a strain of the flu that said everyone driven mad because there is no official sort of cure, quote unquote, for it, even though there is no cure for the uh, for the for the general flu as a whole. There's just vaccines to prevent it, which fair enough if you want to develop those things and fair enough if you want to stop the spread of it. I don't mind that. Go right ahead. But the fucking level of insanity we've been driven to about this fucking thing has gone beyond ridiculous measurement. And I think psionics are overreacting to a certain level with this whole thing, which, you know, cancelling worlds is one thing, but not having a LAN event to close it out, I think is going a bit too far and certainly cancelling the studio broadcast in my opinion is a step beyond the fucking line so i don't disagree with you in the sense of it is pure madness at the moment but i can understand a lot of the cancellations uh for example like i said about taking a midway point you'd have an invitation or behind closed doors yes uh, the biggest draw for me that's coming up this weekend is the start of the formula one season so a massive event going on down in australia of course and a lot of international travel going from there they're still going on uh, a lot of cl- uh, cases that's currently going on in asia they're looking at moving them to closed off events as well so you're still having the competition go on it's just the spectators you're reducing you know risks from there there are ways around them of course we saw it with uh Kavica, of course they got record viewership numbers of course they had to bite the bullet lose out i don't know money on the event itself by running it there but of course the show must go on and that's my problem with the mentality at the moment i can understand close enough worlds in that sort of format and change it over the studio broadcast is uh, being lost seems a little bit crazy but like we said that was down to california law so they had to push it onto an online 
um, broadcast to that point. I, a lot I don't of, think the uh, California law actually like did that. Like, if someone could correct me if I'm wrong, I think it only had to do mm. with public, like large events on the scale of Dallas. Like having people turn up to work, to be honest, like I do hope that Sionics in general just closed down their office. From my knowledge, a fuck ton of companies in certain parts of California have had to move to, um, you know, online work from home. Is that the case? So, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. That's so fair enough to there's Sionics. There's something going on there, which, of course, we don't know enough about that area in the world to make a full judgment, but that's going on there. But we have to look on the silver lining. I'm just going no, to hold say... No, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, before we get to that, there's one other thing <laughs> that I have to fucking bring up, because... Go on. Whilst fair enough, the studio broadcast may have been implicated by the law of California. Um, uh, to me, that initially it seemed like a fucking it, it, it screamed of money save. It screamed like Sionics were trying to save money on 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 uh, on on the RLCS broadcast. And what backs that up is the follow up to how they've uh, tried to rectify the uh, the cancellation of the coronavirus, mm. uh, the cancellation of, 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 of the land. Okay, because a few days after they announced that land was no longer going ahead, they mentioned they sort of like explained how they were going to rectify the situation and how they were going to, uh, uh, you know, how are they going to provide um, uh, provide for the end of the season. And what they said was, we're adding $250 of additional prizing to the regional championships across the four regions that were set to compete at the world championship. Okay. Are you seeing something wrong here, Bacon? Are you seeing something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> $250,000 is half the prize pool of the actual world championship. Sounds like they're cutting costs to me. I'm not. I don't know about you, mate, but that's I, what it fucking seems like. But considering, like, for me, the the annoyance here isn't about the money as such, but the change up in the format of regionals. So for right now, just tack that money on. Sure, fine. But what should have been the solution would have been a, uh, changing up that regional format. Uh, from just this simple, you know, sort of double limb that they've got now and actually make it a proper competition capable of being crowned like the definitive regional championship, you know, rather than just this pissed off one day event that it currently is. And then if they did that, I would like to see a little bit of money on top. For me, the biggest difference right now is, of course, don't get me wrong, that's coming down to those four teams would have been at... um, RLCS Welds, they get a larger chunk of money. But it just shows the disparity within the scene. Like for me, you look over the South America over to OCE, and the jump in prize pool there is crazy massive now. I mean, by comparison, like <laughs> let's be real here. Like you know, this hmm. this is the difference between first place and NA and EU receiving seventy thousand, and in OC it's thirty seven thousand. Should be noted that Sam actually has less money in total uh, because of the additional prize funding, uh, which confuses the fuck out of me because they did better if it, for, for my money uh, at the last World Championship, and in general they have been the better region. Uh, you know, considering the struggles that OCE hmm. have had recently, that's fucking just really tragic in my opinion. Um, but even so, you know, as you say, the the, the format as well should have been. Re- in my opinion you know like adding prize money and not even adding prize money is great but like not even adding the the, the full amount of the $500,000 that teams and players were promised and then also turning around and not revamping the format to to be legitimate like you know I, I could appreciate the fucking playoffs being sort of like this weird sort of hodgepodge thing that someone else have going on to try and like get teams to the finals like for that respect I can understand it but this should have been like a, a, a fully like you know result reset like double elimination 
bracket. Like we should have had fifth and sixth start in the lowers and then, you know, have first, second, third and fourth seed to the uppers or have it like that we did in the previous world championships when it was all double elimination and have fifth and sixth start against third and fourth and then see that into the first and second who have a game advantage or a, 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 a slightly like edge up to the, uh, to the next stage of, of the bracket. You know, we should have had this play out in a much more, um, uh, 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 you know, in, in a much more... Um, uh, what's the word? In a much more legitimate format, as you say, you know, like this, this mm. should not. That, that, that I think they did. They didn't do enough, and they didn't fucking, you know, and, and they didn't declare this. Obviously, the fact that they've cut, cut, cut the main prize pool in half, like that seems that to me is like the biggest offense. Like that, that's just not acceptable. And no one seems to be talking about this, by the way. No one said a fucking thing about the fact that we've half the prize pool of world championships. Yes, I know that canceling an event can be expensive with you know the ticket refunds and everything like that. But you made a promise that this would be the million dollar season taking away $250,000 is not a million dollar season now is it yeah that, that is true it feels like and again the the biggest problem for us is that it's a regression of Rocket League isn't it that is when we're already asking why is Rocket League stagnated why is it just kept at that same level for too long why are we not growing to the heights when you're seeing the invitational that just passed the rainbow six being at three million you know the spectacle it was and we're always going to compare rocket league to rainbow six because they came out near enough in the same time frame and had that same sort of uh growth arc as such but it just shows that rocket league is not growing the way it needs to be it's just completely flattened out and who do we have to blame at the top of that? Uh, well, I think you guys can, get, can guess what the fuck I'm going to say about that at this point. So yeah, that is the coronavirus. Uh, one thing you did want to say, though, however, is obviously the fact that Shogun is back on the broadcast because of this situation, um, uh, which is probably the only big silver line you can get. Obviously, we're happy to see Shogi back. Is, um, is it inappropriate to do, like, thank you, coronavirus ch chance and all of that now? <laughs> because, I mean... The, the only thing we can complain about is why wasn't Johnny brought on at the same time? Because, you know, there's no excuse now. When you're working internationally over an online broadcast, a lot of... Um, I mean, it's it's a case that Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's rate... It's like, at this point, Johnny's rate could be fucking, um, you know, like so high <laughs> because he makes so much money off streaming. So to me, it feels like an appropriate... Um, uh, uh, an appropriate, like, you know... It feels to me that it's appropriate that he didn't get hired, probably because his agent said, hey, this is his rate. And silence were like, ha, no! Uh, so, uh, I mean, hey, if you want to get us on the RLCS, we probably won't get on the RLCS based off this fucking podcast. But, you know, we're, we're available to higher so how about it psionics let's fucking do this good luck <laughs> yeah exactly right but yeah that's the coronavirus that's cancelling world championship that is the, the lowdown of everything that's going on and uh yeah it's it fucking sucks but hey whatever Moving on, off the back of the coronavirus situation, uh, Ian from Envy, Team Envy, yes, that Envy, uh, the uh, Director of Player Management at Envy, uh, was uh, on Twitter and he said, uh, as a quote tweet to the whole uh, uh, to the whole situation, uh, uh, quote, while at Envy and I aren't in the Rocket League, it, it aren't in Rocket League, explanation, uh, sorry, bracket currently, with eyeballs, I was definitely looking forward to attending the event here in Dallas. Regardless, happy to see Sonic Studios taking proper precautions to value the health of people invested in their game. Now, now, we know that Envy did sponsor a team of which the remains is now currently uh, loosely based on the We Dem Girls side. Uh, oh, not the We Dem Girls, excuse me, not uh, uh, fucking TSM. TSM. <laughs> they were We Dem Girls and they went to TSM. That was my fucking bad. Um, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Envy tweeting or Ian in particular tweeting about this saying they're not currently involved in Rocket League. What is the intimation here? Are Envy looking to get back into the scene? If so, why the fuck are they fucking insane? 
Uh, Jay, just straight up, you could slap this on the end of a fishing pole and put it out to sea. Because uh, all it is is bait. It's just general. <laughs> it's just we're in a nutshell. Envy at the moment with their dedication to the Blizzard Activision stuff with both Overwatch and uh, Core Duty. I can't see them having the money to near enough want to jump into Rocket League. You know what else with uh, CS as well? They've got a little bit going on, not massive amount from what I know last time. There is no reason at all for them to jump into Rocket. It would just not make any sense. I'm curious. I want to see if they have any uh, uh, if they have any uh, any teams at the moment. I'm trying to look into them, but their website is fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> the Dallas Empire. Holy shit! They don't even have like a they don't even have like a, a website for Envy anymore. Like that's insane. Fucking hell! They've really <laughs> gone in all in. You're right about that. Crap. Yep. Um, well, I mean, fuck. Like, what, what do you what do you say to that? I mean, it, it feels appropriate to me that you know en en Envy did not want to get involved because obviously en Envy are one of those North American owners that heavily want franchising, so that they will push for franchising mm -hmm. left, right, and center. And it's only when Rocket League has franchising that they'll uh, that, that, that they'll come in and they'll try and uh, try and get involved. That's the only reason why they return to to fucking CS:GO because this new Flashpoint for, uh, tournament obviously has franchising mm -hmm. involved. And I think Envy may be one of the founding teams. I can just double check that very, very quickly here. Um, Flashpoint is not loading for me. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> See, this is this is how, how well I do. Yeah, they are they are one of the founding members here. They paid their buy-in price for Flashpoint. That's the only reason why Envy picked up a CS:GO roster because they left CS:GO a while ago and they left uh, they they left the European scene behind. The only reason why they stayed in Rocket League was because they had a franchise spot with the Gfinity Elite series, which has now been defunct. You know, all these things for Envy have come compiling into the point where they've just turned around like, lol, nope, we're not going to be doing, um, mm. uh, we're not going to be working within this context. You know, and that's the same thing. They've also dropped their Starcraft roster, who you know don't no longer exist. Obviously, their Rocket League roster is long, long fucking gone. Um, uh, their PUBG roster is also completely gone when they found out that the, 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 that uh, franchising was not a part of the PUBG ecosystem. The only thing that they have right now, as you mentioned, is all that shit right there. So, like. The, the bigger conversation to me happens is what's that franchising deal or, 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 or is this like a move to franchising? Is this just bait? Uh, I think you seem to think that it is fucking bait, but something about the, something about this yeah. tells me there's a little bit more to the story. I The thing is, I can't see Rocket League going to franchising purely because they've got to be looking at what's going on with Blizzard in that division, just how much of a shit show that is. They don't have the capabilities to be able to put it on such a large scale like it would have to be. Um, the best sort of option is to look it on uh, towards like COD because that was more like a little bit of a refined area to it because naturally Overwatch just went way too big straight away. And I don't see Sonics having the will to put that down. Yes, we know they've got nah, the epic I'm backing sorry. right I'm now. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to disagree but... with you on that one because, like, let's think about this. What is the RLCS to them? It's marketing. It's a way to make money. And if they don't make mm -hmm. money, then they don't do something in Rocket League esports. You know, so that's the reason why there's no third-party lands. That's the reason why nothing goes on that overtakes a Sonics official event. You know that that's you know that that's that that's that's you know how all these things have, have worked in Rocket League esports. And when they look at the way that uh, when they look at the way that Overwatch League has been run and the way that College League is going to be run. 30, 30, uh, 20 to 30 million buy-in prices all to line the pockets of the developers. Like, what do you think they're going to see? Like, you know, it's, it's fucking money signs. You think they'll do it? 
I, I think it's, mm. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if they're just looking at it thinking, hey, short term cash and then fuck RLCS. And that's what will happen, by the way. I just like, think make it no seems mistake. like way too much effort for them. That's it. Everything about Rocket League is very well, low effort. If, so if, 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 there's, if there's a cash grab involved in it, I don't think that's going to. I don't think that's going to to, to affect it. Like you know, especially with the, with the uh, with the owners involved. Like you know, make no mistake. That's what that's what all this franchising talk is about. By the way, like fucking Carmack from ESL straight up said it. You know, uh, for those of you who don't know about the way that we've is what about shit that's going down in CS:GO, um, ESL recently moved their uh, uh, their pro league to a part franchising model, and Carmack went on an interview and basically said the reason why we've had to do this is because that's what the owners want because because you know because you know they, they and, and he said it straight up like they want to inflate the value of their uh, uh, of their organization you know and, we, and because of the costs involved in mm. running esports events we have to do this or you know that's what they said that they had to do I don't know how true that really is and that's the truth of it like that's the reason why owners are pushing for franchising because they want to you know fucking inflate the value of their organization because you know a million dollar buy-in price is a million dollars by default to your uh, uh, to your organization you know, if you make two million dollars out of that, then suddenly that's three million dollars of value. You know, that that's that's what they're talking about uh, when it comes to franchising. It's all money. It's all business, and no one actually cares about the actual you know state of the scene as a result. We don't need franchising because we have that Epic Games backing. All we need is Epic Games to have a heavy hand and change something about the scene right here. They're not doing that at the moment, and that's the reason why all this speculation gives me a couple of worries because we don't need franchising. I don't think any mm. esport needs franchising. Um, I li I'd like to see the idea of having a franchise side project, like having the the RLFS, for example, the Rocket League franchising series. Fair enough, go go ahead and do that. But the idea of like you know franchising the main core championship which goes against, you know, the main world championship, which goes against the core of everything that's esports and everything about it being open. Like, that's what worries me the most. Yeah, it's understandable there. And like, we've talked about franchising, how it could be done in Rocket League. And if you are to bring it in, that's how it should be done. But yeah, I, I again, I still can't see that happening to the main series just because of past, you know, examples. But if it does, I... That there are clear reasons and you can understand it. Just I don't know. It's the the shade of I don't want it to happen, which might cloud my view, I guess. Well, that's Envy potentially returning to the scene uh, and potentially going forward with that. Um, uh, I, I Again, I, I've made my points very clear about this. If you want to know more detail, then feel free to hit me up on Twitter and I'll, I'll let you know exactly why I do not enjoy the franchising uh, situation. But um, uh, yeah, moving on from Envy, uh, we'll talk about, uh, uh, I think I think Remco was a previous Envy player. Am I, am I thinking that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Remco yeah. Rem used to play on the, uh, on the uh, uh, Envy side for back to uh, up to RLCS season five. And unfortunately, he's been in the news this week I was a bit umming and ahhing about talking about this on the podcast because like personally I don't like talking about personal shit mm. um, uh, uh, but Remco has had to uh, has felt the need to broadcast that uh, live on his uh, uh, on his Twitter uh, just yesterday he tweeted uh, quote genuinely hate being alive more often than not wish I was different uh, which fucking sucks obviously um, you know I know that we've ragged on TSM as a whole Mm. Um, and uh, a lot of the intimation here is that this is all just down to uh, his own, uh, or, or, or you know, his own performances not being quite there uh, in in the RLCS, uh, which you have every right to be upset about. By the way, don't don't think that we're taking this for granted. But um, uh, you know, you you in particular wanted to add this to the show. Why? Why? Because off the back of this, has come out a lot of like, I don't, I don't want to just straight use the term depression within a lot of Rock League players, but it's coming down to the fact of 
you're getting a lot of the old guard or a lot of these players that just aren't able to for- perform. You got to think about like if Remco's coming out and saying this, how is, you know, a lot feeling, you know, just not being involved anymore at the moment. We're seeing there was a, another follow up, uh, one coming out from Ignite where he's in a very similar situation. AS Monaco not performing at the moment. And it seems like, you know, and I think the statement he made is why are you guys bidding us to be these great players when clearly we're not. And it's hard because you're in the limelight. You're right up there, you know, in the spotlight, sorry, all the time when you're in the RLCS. And it's just coming down to the fact of, you know, there's got to be a team that's out at the bottom. There is always going to be a team that's losing. You take complexity last season, not even being able to win a game. Think about how the players fought there. And there's just so much pressure on. I, I know Remco is like, what, 24 at the moment? So he's not a kid anymore as such. But you got to be thinking, like, if this is how this dude is feeling after being so integrated into the Rocket League scene for so long, probably why he feels so bad with it. How does it feel for those 16 year olds, 17 year olds that are going through a very similar thing? So just Honestly, naturally, there's a lot of stress going on in Rocket League at the moment. Honestly, for me, it feels more like it kind of just goes to show Remco's strength, the fact he's been keeping it together for this long. Uh, you know, like, you know, because mm. he's been around for a very long time and now he's finally starting to drop off. And I still still agree that he's a, a, a washed individual. Um, but, you know, like the, mm. the, the, the concept of him sort of like, you know, being very, you know, in, 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 you know, in the dumps because of this whole thing is certainly something that, you know, I can relate to, you know, I mean, fucking uh, even us as casters, when we're not getting work, trust me, we'll fucking feel it. Um, uh, uh, you know, like I, I, I just kind of wish that it did have to you know go, go get to this point where it had to f- spill out publicly because it does fucking suck and you know sometimes the, the well-meaning people uh, in, in in these threads can have the most uh, can have the can do them can do the most damage unfortunately you know as I ignite said you know, you know don't make comments about them being the best in the world when, when clearly they're not you know I don't think that any decent analyst will would, would agree that the TSM are the best in the world mm. um, but but it's clear to me that Remco's struggling even to the point where uh, there was a clip that made the front page of the subreddit um, that uh, uh, that that saw Remco miss an open net, and it's like when you're missing basic stuff like that. That like, to me, it does feel like it's a mental game thing coming in from from him. Um, uh, and unfortunately, we're at this point where it seems like it's getting a bit too much for the guy. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if Remco listens to this show. Um, uh, if he does, then honestly, like you know, I think we should. I think it's clear. I think we have to make a quick disclaimer and just sort of like explain things because, like you know, um, you know, our criticisms of you as a as a player do not come down to your value as a human being. Um, to be honest, yeah. um, I, I, I think that, that should apply to every player or personality or everything like that. Like if we're going to give you hell, like we're giving you hell because of your actions within the context of Rocket League. You know, I, I, I would much rather be fucking, you know, hearing you, uh, uh, I'd much rather be talking about you um, in the context of your resurgence in a year's time rather than reading your eulogy in six months is what I'm trying to say. You know, fucking, you know, I, I, I hope you get over the wave um, uh, and, you know, you know, if you, if anything that we've ever said on this show affects any other player or anything like that then our DMs are open if you want to hash it out um, because uh, you know that that's the, this is the thing that kills me the most on a personal level um and even though Remco will be struggling in the championship series over the next couple of weeks, I want to say, and probably over the next couple of months um you know I, I think that for him as a person I hope that things get better you know yeah and I mean keeping it like being able to agree to a personal note naturally this is one of those reasons why we're talking about needing 
a more buffered system, something that's more stable. RORS or the rival series should be somewhere where, you know, those old, more veteran pros, like we say, can just bring through the newer talent and sort of ferry in them. Because naturally, being as harsh as we say, yeah, Remco probably, I mean, he's realistically enough himself, so he would agree. He's probably not going to get a shot at being a world champion once again. But there should be, with all his experience, a place where he can make a living being the captain of an ROS team for ages to come. Like Rocket League should be able to have a good more few years with its lifespan as games have moved more to a service sort of system. You know, you're not buying a new game every year, every two years, you're continuously playing the same one. And Rocket League right now does not have that. It needs that third tier, which is an open circuit, to get into the Rival Series. And then through dominating the Rival Series, you make it into the RLCS. And where it doesn't happen, you can even see the players from Rival Series teams not being able to make a living. So it's less pressure for them, yes, because they're making it in for one season and then they're out. But the, you got to be thinking with that old you know, Veloce mentality when they were back in secret, just how they are continuously at the top, not feeling good enough to get through. They would have been going through those same sort of pains, you know, and it's all coming down to different areas of an ecosystem, being realistic to yourself and just life in general. Sometimes it can be fucking harsh, can't it, Jay? But yeah, and I think he's just one of those lads that says celebrity in the spotlight. Yeah, and I think that, you know, like, I have to agree with you on, like, the, the point of the structure of the scene, because, like, you know, I think that a guy like Remco, with the amount of fucking shit that he's done in his career, you know, like, just, like, so many big, brilliant moments, you know, like, Northern Gaming, mm. the We Them Girls side, you know, uh, RLCS 2 finals, RLCS 3 finals, RLCS 6 finals, you know, he's made so many fucking you know, RLCS finals. He is a veteran in every sense of the word, and the idea that he's got nothing to bring to a lower-level roster, like, that's that's stupid that's incredibly stupid you know and it's like that's the reason why i push for more open circuit stuff because psionics have proven they've been unwilling to develop the lower levels of this scene so let the rest of us do it you know open up the gates for esl mm. to run an open series let fucking dreamhack do more events off you know during the off season or even during the main season if you can just allow them to like you know have a bit more flexibility with the calendar you know stuff like that you know stuff like that that, that i think could be so easily done if we just you know let open the barrier to entry just by a little bit you know that way guys like Remco can come down to the lower levels and find your guys you know like your breezies like your exos like your caches uh you know like your fucking you know i, I don't know who else to, to, to bring to uh, to talk about you know like you guys like from solari for instance astral? you know astral alpha? for instance you know so alpha all, all these big breakout stars that could be found by guys like Remco and 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 molded by guys like Remco because I, I, I think that's the, that's that's the next step after you've been at the top, you know, is to help contribute to the to the to the to the, to the next generation. You know, I mean, that's my personal mm. mentality on how we do things uh, from where I'm from. You know, and, and I think that you know a lot of the esports infrastructure uh, in general sort of helps for it helps players to do that. You know, it's certainly in CS:GO, for instance. You know, that's that's a fucking really big thing about the veterans. They always come in, they always stick around for a few years. You know, Pronax, for example, is currently you know doing. A, as you don't know, Pronax is like a, a two to three time major champion. He was part of the Fnatic roster that everyone knows from 2015. You know, he was the in-game leader there, and now he's coaching and and, and leading some other teams and players that like, you know from the lower levels of the tier two region to get 
give them the opportunity to potentially go on the rise. And it's like the Rocket League infrastructure does not allow for that for a guy like Remco. And I think that it's a, a damn shame, a real damn shame, to be honest, because mm-hmm. when, you know, Rocket League is the core to people's beings, as is case in point by this fucking tweet. And the idea that that's not being, you know, accounted for and the idea that that's not being, you know, um, uh, a, 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 a major thing for him and, and, and a major thing for Psionics as a whole, like, it's a damn shame. It really is a damn shame. And and the biggest shame for me as a fan off the back of that is come next season, because we do expect TSM to drop this current season with the standings. They drop into RLRS like we've seen a lot of RLCS teams off the back of this do is just break up when you're in the RLRS, you know? Oh yeah, that and the information by the way. Problem. The intimation, by the way, is that TSM are not going to go forward with this roster if they do not make it into the next mm-hmm. season of the championship series. That's exactly what Complexity did. You know, like they, they, yeah. they, they, seeing seeing where they're in that in in the state that they're in right now on that TSM camp, considering where they're at in terms of the uh, in, in in terms of the table standings. Like, there's a very high chance they could get relegated. There's a very high chance that TSM could just fuck off. And TSM, another yeah. one of those owners like Envy, who really push for franchising. So let that speak volumes for the current state of things for them mm. and you gotta think if these players then do disband off the back of that i reckon that'll be it for remco in rocket league and as a fan that is such a shame a lad that's been there since season one just a i wouldn't even say gracefully go off into the sunset because there is no graceful option there Well, that is the story of Remco for this week. I do hope you're feeling great, Ban. Again, the, 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 the line's always open for us. If anything we've said hits you hard, you know, let, 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 let's talk about it a bit, you know. Anyways, mm. that's going to be it for our news this week. A bit of a shit week, all things considered, uh, you know. Um, just, uh, <laughs> just a really shit note to end on as well. But, uh, mm. you know, we still got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, obviously, our mailbag segment, which you can contribute to on the Discord, which is in the links of the show notes and video descriptions of every single episode of the podcast uh, go ahead and join send us a mailbag in the mailbag channel uh, also get involved in the prediction game which we do not have the results for this week once again but that's kind of a me thing uh, so you know uh, let's uh, let, let's just leave that up there so two questions the first comes in from my boy Dweg who actually asked this during the live show last week I asked him to put it in the mailbag because I was like no I'm not fucking answering just a big old question uh, uh, live in the moment we've already gone past that part so he asks, if Rocket League was to change to 4v4 in competitive play rather than 3v3, what issues would occur, if any? And what would your thoughts be around that? Okay, I'm going to start with you on this one, Bacon. Uh, I think this conversation has cropped up before. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's been one of the, that's like a couple years old now. Um, uh, but uh, I think we've all come to the agreement that 4v4 would not be a good idea. So 4v4 in the current state of Rocket League would not be a good idea. Just straight up, pitches are too small for 4v4 they are very much designed around a 3v3 space which works okay for 2v2 you can see with 1v1s uh there's just a lot of waiting and taking in turns which is parts of game mode but it's fine but for 4v4 there's too much space covered so that if teams actually had figured it out there would just be no goals because defense is so easy so you'd need to somehow at that same time as just moving over the 4v4 You'd have to increase every single pitch in the game. And then at that point, would it just be too sort of, I'm going to say, boring? Uh, more akin to natural football, like actual football over, uh, with cars and that I'm flying about, purely because it'd be a lot of just one-on-one challenges. A second player is straight up ready there to take it afterwards. 
you know, passing plays would be a lot easier to intercept because you've got an extra player on the pitch. You've got less worry about throwing a car in the way. I, I don't think it would work at all. I mean, in general, just like from 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 level of play, you know, like four v four has just always been a clusterfuck. Like it, it kind mm. of always has been, just because of the way that, it, that you're cramming like eight players into you know the very small space that we have in Rocket League. Like, if we were to increase pitch sizes, then sure, but then that would affect the rest of the other game plays that the, the other games that we've sort of like seen, you know, that have been balanced pretty well around two v two and three v three, for instance. I, I think that you know mm. Rocket League is unique in a sense that it is three v three and four v four and five v five have been done to death. But this is the first time we've seen sort of like a a, a major sort of like three v three. Uh, esports essentially you know i i'm, I'm no i and i i think that you know because of the way that we've had things you know work around you know the, the the general build of the game works well for all of the game modes with the exception of 4v4 uh that could, that, that we have available um uh, and and i think that just adding like trying to change the system now and trying to add uh, uh you know tr try, trying to add another player to the, to the to the to the structure like it just fucks around with too much stuff in rocket league and we'd have to change so many things in order to get it to work it's the same thing with like you know map vetoes and non-standard maps like you know just fuck that noise mm. you know just keep things the way that they are because it's working is most important yeah like we're part like people always say oh we should bring back the whole randomized maps uh, in the sense of yeah tokyo the original ones we're past that point now i am definitely in camp of i think that is the best thing for rocket league but i accept we're past that point you know um, I'm not in the camp of it's best for the it's best for Rocket League. Like the way that we got, it's working now. Don't fucking don't fuck with the formula. Is what I'm going to say. Um, uh, we're, we're in the fourth year of the game coming up. Like you know, no, we're in the, we're, no, we're, we're in the fifth past. year. There's already we're in the fifth year. Yeah, no, that's what I'm. Uh, this summer we're coming up to the fifth sort of like marker. You know, so it's just that point of yeah, it's already set in stone. You don't change it at this point. Well, there you go. I think the 4v4 conversation was uh, gone and done as easily as that. <laughs> so thanks again for your uh, <laughs> uh, for your uh, question there, Dwayne. Uh, Jar of Jam comes up, of course, filling in for you last week because you're a sick bitch. Um, uh, uh, he mm. asks, follow up to Valixo's question. Jay and I covered the national qualifier teams for Intel Olympics, but who do you think is going to make it as the three European teams from the regional qualifiers? Now, Bacon, I don't know if you caught last week's show, but me and Jam were basically asked, hey, what do you think the teams, uh, the most likely teams are for the, uh, the national side? So all of those national spots that will be going the way of teams in the Intel so world. Japan, over. Africa. Well, so yeah, your different regions, Japan, Africa, Asia, mainland, Middle East, Latin America, and then ones with uh, an Asia, Maritime, and Oceania, Europe, but the only countries... Which, yeah, you know. So we, so me and Jam, ones, uh, Japan, gone. Yeah, me and Jam did the did the did the uh, the the uh, the countries for the for the Kavitsa uh, uh, qualifier. So Oz, Brazil, mm -hmm. Canada, China, France, Germany, UK. Um, uh, we didn't do we did the mostly the ones from the European region. So France, Germany, UK. Uh, 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 we left out you know the the, the Sam and the OCE stuff. Um, uh, but we also talking about the European qualifiers is what I think that Jam wants to know. Who do you think could be the three teams making it in from the European qualifier? which I think still for me uh, seems like it's a um, it still feels like it's like a national sort of sides thing so again we haven't got mm -hmm. a lot of results to pull from we can't go in and say hey it will be TSM but TSM they're you know fucking um, you know they're, they're currently a, 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 a mix of like you know two Finnish and one uh, Dutch player you know like we can't we can't you know use that as an example for instance like we could potentially say Magnus Metzenaris and another Finnish player for instance but I don't think that would work 100% well the only team that would apply to this in 
the top tier of Rocket League, so RLCS and RORS, would be Sovet Geneva as an all-Swiss roster. Everyone else is mixed between nationalities that would fit under Europe. Yeah. Not including, you know, like, say, Baguette Squad from France or all that, because France already has a qualified spot, you know, as a country. Yeah. Like, th- th- this is very much a speculative sort of thing, you know, in, in terms of, like, mm. where we think that the, uh, where the, we think the teams could go, um, uh, uh, where, where, how we think the uh, the players, uh, you know, how we think the teams will form up. Like, we could go on for fucking hours about this. So it's, mm. like, way too big of a question, I think, to, uh, to answer, because there literally could be infinite possibilities. Let's- Throw one country with one team in each. We can do one, I think. And I'm going to say the easy two there are going to be Spain and Netherlands, you know? Yeah, with the number of players, yeah, with the number of players that we have in 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 those sort of scenes, and with the way that mix and with the mixes up that comes through, and with the mixes up that can come through, I think, um, uh, you know, the, the Spain and Netherlands should have like a decent set of combinations and should be represented pretty well in the European qualifier. Um, honestly, I'm kind of surprised they didn't have their own individual sort of like countries uh, for this win, considering the number of uh, you know you know uh, teams and players that have been at the top or you know had decent representation. You know, it's kind of surprising to me. So, um, I mean, especially when you've got like you know. Things like China, for instance, having its own individual, uh, having its own individual qualifier, uh, whereas you know those, uh, you know th- that scene has been completely underrepresented in, along with the rest of Asia as a whole. So, you know, I, mm. I, I'm, at this point, I'm fucking rambling, so we'll just leave it. That, at that comes down to the Olympic sort of aspect to it, and it's like very heavily trying to promote Asian esports. Like uh, part of, uh, if I don't know if you saw this, but part of the Asian martial arts, uh, like competition going on uh, in 2021 i think uh so that's like all karate judo all that sort of shit that actually added an event under esports and it is just esports they haven't even announced what game whatever yet and that's part of just how this everyone knows that the intel world open is a tag on the olympics but considering it's done by esl it's going to be done right and this is sort of like a big opportunity to thrust esports is not just a generic term but actually these are the games and there is a massive difference between street fighter and uh rocket league but back to the topic at hand <laughs> yeah back if to we the were topic to look at these hand. countries just like i said spain let's just say natural steak and zamway two parts rcd espanol and then one endpoint i think that's a fairly solid team to throw forward for that and then over the netherlands it's got to be tars matain already and throw on something like uh, though in the mix there. So you got two parts Notorious Legion, one part Singularity. That would be an absolute killer roster. But I know definitely within the Benelux region, you know, uh, with Netherlands, Belgium, all of that sort of lot, there is some drama with how those teams were so heavily competitive with each other. Shouldn't be any problems with those guys though. Yeah, we'll 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 reserve the right to uh, uh, to, to remain on that particular front, but we'll see how well the uh, the, the, the the qualifiers go. At this point, it really is too too hot up in the air. Like we could do speculation for fucking weeks, I think, and we probably will be doing speculation. We'll do rankings when we get the confirmed teams and do all the qualifiers, like who we think will go through. I think that'd be fun, but considering we don't even know how these teams are going to form up because it is all completely in the air and new for Rocket League. 
there's no point saying which teams because we don't know them. <laughs> exactly. So we'll just leave that there for the moment. Thank you again for your questions, Herbert, Dwayne, and Jam. And again, if you want to get involved, the expression, uh, not expression about Discord, we're not doing this one live. Um, uh, but no, the no. Discord links are in the show notes of video descriptions, every single episode of the podcast. Click it, follow it, go to the mailbag channel and type your question or send your question, send your query, send your topic of discussion to us. And chances are we'll answer it live on an episode of RL Aftershock. Right. Let's get to our results. It wasn't just a massive week for the news or for the doubleheader. RLCS. It was a massive week for the European Invitational as well, which was announced last week. Kicked off on the same day that we uh, we broke the story or no, 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 reported on it um, uh, from uh, the RL Aftershock podcast. Uh, but here we are with the first week or well, sort of week done. I mean, we're still having matches like day in and day out. It seems to be on whenever the RLCS is not on. So uh, in that respect, mm-hmm. like the next match is set to start in about an hour and a half as of us recording this. So um, uh, uh, if you if you I wonder why we haven't got the TSM ASM results or anything outside of the rest of the group stage. That's the reason why we haven't got it on this episode. So let's uh, just run through the group stages very, very quickly because the majority of matches have sort of already ticked by. Um, uh, we've had uh, from uh, Group A, Dignitas beating ASM 3-1, to one, uh, Notorious Legion beating TSM and Dignitas in their follow-up matches from 3-0 and 3-2 respectively. And then they went on to beat AS Monaco as well at 3-2. to two. So Notorious Legion currently sitting at the top of their group. Uh, meanwhile, in Group B, Sandrock have taken the top position by beating out the Weedem girls and Singularity side. Still yet to face Renault by so that position could be under siege. Um, uh, but uh, We Them Girls also uh, faced Renault Vitality, got swamped 3-0. Uh, and they also uh, saw Renault Vitality see, uh, take on Singularity, where Singularity actually won against the, the French side. In Group C, uh, Veloce have topped out their group and they cannot be dethroned. Uh, they will be facing, they faced off against FC Barcelona, Sovet Geneva and Endpoint. Oh, sorry, FC Barcelona and Endpoint uh, and already uh, beat them 3-1 and 3-0 respectively. FCB defeated Sovet Geneva at 3-2 in a very, very tight a little near reverse sweep situation and endpoint beats the Geneva also at three to do and then in group D RCD RCD Espanol beat Triple Trouble three to two Mouse Sports uh, lost to Triple Trouble at three to zero and then they beat Reciprocity to follow up at three one RCD also beat Reciprocity to crowd to, to uh, round out the group stage results as thus far so. Let's start with that Notorious Legion results. Um, well, Notorious Legion and RCD. Let's, let's lump them in together. Uh, but Notorious Legion mm-hmm. in particular have already finished all their matches and they went 3-0. Now, caveats aside, you know, TSM and AS Monaco not being in the best of shapes right now, they did manage to beat Dignitas. That's pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right, let's just put this as what it is. Notorious Legion were in a group where they were the only RLRS team and they beat all the RLCS team. Like you said, caveat, it is TSM and AS Monaco, but that still counts as they're punching above their on-paper weight, aren't they? And they did it quite handily. Their only problem, literally, like AS Monaco actually did show up for that game, and it was quite a decent one, but the Dignitas game, oh, that is mm, a beautiful feast for the eyes that one <laughs> yeah i know that that was a pretty insane little back and forth affair i mean like it it, it, it went to two overtimes in the last two games uh and, and there were a lot of goals being scored like notorious legion really stepped up to the fold and i know that in the last couple of weeks you said hey they might be a bit over that i might be overhyping them a little bit 
Honestly, now, nah, I'm all aboard the hype train. I'm all aboard it mm. now. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm a notorious Legion fanboy. This team have got a lot going for them right now. I think that they can promote very easily into next season uh, of the uh, of the RLCS. Like, they're having a real good fucking time here. And, and it, these, these results are just awesome for them. Um, uh, and backing them up, obviously, is RCD Espanol, the team that are currently in first place at the Rival Series, uh, having a, a really good set of matches against some uh, some RLCS teams, uh, you know, in particular, mm. you know, the beating the Triple Trouble side and beating Reciprocity as well. We've got a bit of a talking point about reciprocity coming up, but uh, with Mouse Sports set to face them a little bit later on today, Bacon, like what do we think about RCD and what do we think about whether they can actually go the, the full 3-0 distance and get two teams from the rival series into the playoffs? Well, I'm just thinking now for our all official Sionic sanctioned events, RCD are unbeaten this year. Can we just take that into account? That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. They did lose out in the... uh, I can't remember the name for it. uh, From the Super Swiss Rocket Rail. That's the one. And, of course, the Skirmish. But we have to say, that is an incredible feat so far. But at the same time, just the one against Triple Trouble shows that that... That's going to be a nice rivalry as time goes on, I think, because Triple Trouble, unfortunately, have received the worst end of the stick throughout, um, you know, the RLRS as well. But that was such a great game. But then going up against Reciprocity, oh, baby, Reciprocity so far this season have just looked quite okay. And it shows just how good rcd espanol are that they can come in and every single series they just look to be swinging at the moment this for me has to be such a massive up period that it brings back hints to you know savage and triple trouble back in the day where they just seemed unbeatable even though they were from the rlrs and it's crazy to see that now when coming into the season jay i don't think anyone was expecting a massive standout team let alone two with Notorious Legion. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is a, a, a big a surprise for me personally. You know, I mean, we, we, as you mentioned, you know, like there was, there's no big sort of like you know big name roster that we thought would be able to easily take mm. control. It's no Savage this season. Uh, you know, there was no AS Monaco this season. You know, there's none, none of those sort of sides where it was like, okay, these guys are, are shoo-ins to get the next spot in, really, the, in the championship it was triple series. Trouble. Yeah, and Triple Trouble, it's Triple Trouble and We Them Girls, you know, th- those are the two teams that we expected to do well, but like, I didn't think we expected them to do amazingly well uh, by comparison. And, you know, the RCD and Notorious Legion, I think they've superseded all results, all expected results, especially in the RCD camp. Like, you know, there's no stopping these guys, it seems. Oh, yeah. um, uh, and uh, they're, they're probably going to go through to the to the playoffs as a result. Uh, Notorious Legion most definitely are going through to those playoffs as a result. RCD still have to play one more match before they confirm it. And even if they can confirm it, Reciprocity versus Triple Trouble probably could still confirm it regardless anyway. So uh, we'll see how well that will work out for them. Um, uh, but we'll move on. Ooh. Go on. Quick note. Just because how things go, Espanol still has a chance to not make it through to the next stage because they go up against Mouse Sports later on today as of this recording. And if they lose there and Triple Trouble win, then RCD Espanol will drop down. But that's purely because Reciprocity shut the bed in the Invitational. 
<laughs> that is true. Um, we'll come to reciprocity in a minute, though. I do want to move on and talk about uh, the Sandrock side, uh, a team that everyone mm-hmm. sort of thought, hey, this is going to be a token sort of inclusion because of the fact that obviously their sponsor is also the owner of Sandrock Gaming, for those of you who might not be aware. Um, uh, uh, and, and they came in, obviously, being the the representatives of the Saudi Arabia sort of like Middle Eastern scene. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they've come in so far with a 2-0 record in Group B. Um, uh, they managed to beat We Them Girls in Singularity, which is also impressive. Uh, but I don't think that these are quite as impressive as the Notorious Legion results or the RCD Espanol results, um, uh, just because they are We Them Girls in Singularity. Now, Reno Vitality is coming up in uh, tomorrow's matches for the Invitational. So, like, you know, caveats there, you know, they still haven't faced the, the biggest sort of threat that they can in this group stage. That's part of the reason why I'm sort of thinking, hey, it's, it might not be as... Uh, amazing as they might think so i've just got to say massive big dick ng coming into this one to put down the money to essentially like yes it's a good credit to the whole european scene because everyone's been wanting this but you you can also see this as the this is what um the middle east can do by putting your team on up against the very top of the entire european region that you have to look at it from that perspective as well, Jay. And looking at this, they've taken Sam Rock Gaming have taken down Weedham Girls, which is a very I don't want to say established side, but a formidable side when you look at it. And then also Singularity up in RLCS, who have been doing very well themselves. Like all things considered, they look to be trying to snatch that sixth, seventh spot. You you have to give them credit for that. They have been, don't get me wrong, it's very close games. But Sandrock are legit. That's how you've got to look at it, right? I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're not legit. I'm just saying that the results so far have not been as impressive. And I mean, you know, obviously I'm going to give them, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them a little bit extra scrutiny just because of the conflict of interest mm. that's here. You know, they've got a sponsor who's funded this tournament. And as yes. a result, this team is going to be in that tournament here. So uh, there's going to be scrutiny. The girls have not looked good throughout the entire That too, tournament. as well. Yeah, they've gone zero and two. They, they, and, and fair play to Renner Vitality, obviously. That's a three zero easy for them. Um, but... You know, I w- in in if you were to give me the analysis of this match, I would have put We Them Girls to go above Sandrock Gaming, and even then, both of the Sandrock results have been three twos. So they have nearly lost to both of those sides to me. Versus, you know, Notorious Legion, who are very good against TSM and very very good against ASM. Uh, you know, they had the close shave against Dignitas, for instance, which obviously makes sense because it's Dig. Um, but you know, they still managed the three zero, and 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 they've had like a decent game difference to the point where they will be guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Versus Sandrock, who are still scraping by and there's still a chance that if they lose to Vitality they couldn't get through this group stage uh, you know it's, it's a great start for the Middle Eastern team um, uh, uh, but you know I, I mean it's it's, it's so, not wowing me in the same sort of way no so the thing is with this group B the massive caveat is that everyone has played poor that's just the group uh, it happens every now and then like I said Weedham Girls have played shit SMG have played okay We've seen them play better in the RCS. They played okay. It got them a win against Vitality, who I think have been playing the absolute worst to, like, you know, their average level. They've just been playing absolutely off, and that's including a 3-0 win to Weedham Girls. But that was fucking scraping it completely. Mm. I mean, all three of those games, if I remember right, went to OT. And, you know, lost against SNG, which... Let's let's just say they should not be losing to SNG. I know they did it back in week two and they lost, but did they look good then? No, Alpha did not fit into that team yet. 
And so they don't have that excuse anymore how far we're in with five weeks into the RLCS. And of course, they've now got the experience with the Invitational in there. So coming into, well, it's going to be played tomorrow as of this recording against uh, Sandrock. Vitality should smack Sandrock because, I, I mean, spoilers for later, how they've been playing this past weekend in the RLCS. They should have clicked now. If they don't, then there is problems with vitality, with consistency, and that is a different factor for us to talk about. Samrock, they're doing their job, and it's good to see a team near enough come straight out of the blue and be a competitor because that's always exciting. Yeah, I mean, every single day, but you know, we'll see how well Samrock will do against Renault Vitality. I'm still not 100% convinced yet, but we'll see how well it will go. Mm. Uh, we'll move on, however, and talk about Savette and Weedem Girls next, because while well, they have gone out of their groups in last place, and uh, probably won't be able to recover this unless they get some miracle sort of uh, results against Singularity and Veloce, respectively. This is actually some decent performances, especially from the Savette Geneva camp. Like, Weedem Girls expectedly got smacked by Renault Vitality, but they got 3-2 to two against uh, uh, Samrock Gaming, um, uh, which considering the fact that, you know, they've also been able to, to beat Singularity is also a pretty decent affair for Weedem Girls, and going up against Singularity later might be a fun little match. Um, uh, but for Savette Geneva especially, like, finally this team is starting to look decent. You know, not quite RLCS level, but certainly the level that I hope they'd be at for this season. Uh, you know, they got a 3-2 loss against FCB, and they also got a 3-2 loss against Endpoint, which aren't too terrible, you know. They fucking they held their own, you know. They mm -hmm. they 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 tried to hold on for a little bit of time, um, uh, and they even got a couple of overtimes out of FCB. Uh, they uh, they uh, had to they got to match point against Endpoint as well, you know. So they 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 were in a pretty decent spot for both of those matches, even though they lost. And for We Them Girls, even though they lost to Renault Vitality, they had three big, long fucking overtimes. You know, like We Them Girls, mm. um, uh, uh, you know, are, they're, both these teams are finally starting to look like actual, you know, legitimate forces here. Is this just, however, and this is something I kind of wanted to lead into the next topic with, is this just sort of like teams not taking this tournament too seriously because it's only $20,000 and because it's not the RLCS? So... I think it's not necessarily a case of seriousness to it. It's mindsets, the difference between RLCS and, you know, this other tournament. So I guess I'm rephrasing what you just asked in a like weird sense, but it's there, like it's not as black and white as that. And it seems very weird because Savet Geneva have been playing incredible in the Invitational. We have to give it to them on that. The other teams have looked so inconsistent. And that seems to be, for me, going up against a team like Savet Geneva, where they haven't been able to put the planning in, and it's going up against a team they don't know and have never played, they question themselves and look really uncertain. And again, I, that, that's just a weird area to get into because you look against, yes, Savet Geneva lost to FCB, but FCB are playing fantastic in the RLCS at the moment. Endpoint as well, who have been hitting fairly okay in the RLCS, coming up against uh, Savet Geneva, just were not ready, coming straight out of the gate. They went for that five-minute OT, were able to hit back, but then they just kept getting caught really off guard by Savet Geneva, which made it really close and interesting series there. For me, I think it's just teams are not ready for new talent, new ways of playing and just teams they're not used to coming through. 
Possibly. Um, obviously, it's part of the reason why we say like we want to see more bleed over, but not like not a lot of bleed over, but a little yeah. bit more bleed over between the the, the two re the two scenes. But um, uh, you know, I mean, for right now, the outlook for Weedem Girls and Sylvester Geneva is obviously you know a bit more positive. Um, uh, uh, is, is this something which that 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 hopefully should reflect in the rival series going forward from here, or? You know, I don't damage? know. I would say Savetjaniva's rival series is already done. They're out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's past redemption right now. They've got three more games. They would have to win all three of them. And I mean, again, spoilers later, they've got RCD Espanol, Vertex, possible, and Notorious Legion. I'm just saying against RCD and Notorious Legion, you wouldn't expect it. But you've got to look at Savetjaniva. We've said about their inconsistency. And you've just got to be going to these lads. You three fucking stick together for next season, you know, because we can see there is so much potential being able to go up against, you know, ROCS teams like they have done here in the Invitational. When you can go, this is proof about what we've been saying of how there needs to be a bigger system to Rocket League from Psionics, because if there was, Savet Geneva would be a tier two so solid in there, you know? We'll see how well they'll cope going forward, but for now it's a good set of results from Savet and We Dem Girls. Reciprocity, though, not so much. And this is another point I wanted to make about them not taking it too seriously because they got fucking trounced. Absolutely trounced by Mouseports and RCD. And I'm starting to feel like that this team, this slump that they're in, is a lot worse than what we initially expected. They're getting a couple of good results in for the uh, for the uh, for the RLCS, but for the most part, it's just the expected results for them. They're barely holding into that top six position. And in the context of this particular tournament, smashed out by Mouseports. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, but losing the RCD Espanol, like I would have pitted Reciprocity mm. above them. Uh, even you know, I thought it would have thought it would have been a close series, but this one wasn't even that close. Three to one. Uh, and not the three to two that I would have put, you know, for for a, for a match like this. So reciprocity, there are some serious problems going on there, um, and I don't think they can make it out of the group stage unless oh. some really lucky results happen for them. Like all of their fate in this tournament is not in their hands. Oh, reciprocity by all counts for me, Jay. I'm just going to quickly look at how it could be done now. I see no hope. Uh, it's literally Mouse Sports lose to RCD and they beat Triple Trouble like 3-0 or something like that. That's how Reciprocity get through. That's not going to happen. Uh, Reciprocity seem to have lost all drive. You know what I mean? Talking about RLCS looking into this as well. They just don't seem to have any passion anymore, if that makes sense, which is so peculiar for me. The lads are so driven. You can see after. You know, Valencia, they were like, this is our time to really explode. They go to Worlds, and I, I don't think they've got over whatever hit them hard there beforehand because this is a team that is deflated. And, I mean, after Worlds, we said, okay, they're going to be sticking together for another season, but if they don't fit, you know, if it doesn't get fixed, they're going to be looking for a roster move. And I keep looking at it now and go there has to be something to rejuvenate this team because right now they are so down in the dumps. Yeah, um, and it's, it, I'm starting to re-question my initial sort of like, you know, loyalties to the idea of this team sticking together because like, you know, right now things are not working and I feel like a roster change might be on the horizon. The question now is for me, who is that roster change going to be affecting? You know, who, who's going to be the, the player mm -hmm. that gets dropped? Because like... 
but the fucking, you know, the, 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 I'm still trying to question how they can improve this team with the roster change, but it feels like that, you know, it, 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 there's there's no other way out at this point, you know, like fucking, like this team, as you mentioned, like something's got to change in terms of the mentality game and, and in terms of the familiarity, because as you say, there is no drive to play Rocket League at the top end anymore for these guys. Like, it's just not fucking on anymore, you know, and, and, and we're seeing these issues, uh, we're, we're seeing these issues crop up in small tournaments and big tournaments and reciprocity are not the team that we saw summer last year. They are not the team that won. Uh, they are not the PSG that won over in Valencia. They are not the team that contested at the uh, at the summit. Like this is just not n- not where we hoped it would be for them. And yeah, I don't know where they go from here. I, I, I really don't. You know, like it, it, I, I realize this is a small online tournament. It's not a big sort of deal. But remember, before when they were, you know, not able to win lands, they were winning tournaments like the European Invitational. So to see them not be able to do so, like, what hope is there left for this squad? I I do not envy uh, Yummy Cheese Man at the moment. You know, their coach. Oh yeah, just, no. What like because I can't think this is you know a more tactical problem with the team is completely what is going on in the heads on the pitch. And right now he's got to be looking at it and going, you know, they just bought in this coach and they've got worse. Is that on him? No, it's clearly not. And that all just comes down to what the fuck is going on in the mental aspect? What is going on in their comms? What is going on with the chemistry of this team right now? I have no idea. I have no idea. It just feels bad, man. Yeah, well, we'll see how well they'll cope going forward. But for their time in the, t- in the TEI, it seems like it's almost over. So uh, best of luck going forward, boys, But because you're going to need it at this point. Right, let's move on to the Rival Series. Week four has now come and gone, and we have the results in from the best of the second tier divisions. Uh, we'll run through those very quickly. Uh, Weedham Girls beating a, uh, losing to Notorious Legion 3-0, so another big win on the board for them. Uh, BDS managing to beat BGS at 3-0, also the same in the sweep. RCD struggling against Vertex, but getting their win at 3-2, and Solari beating Savet Geneva at 3-0. So a lot of sweeps on the board for the mainstream. Mm-hmm. The second stream looking a little bit more confident, but still another sweep for BDS against Savet Geneva, 3-0. Notorious Legion beat Baguette Squad 3-1 and, and RCD struggle but do manage to win over RJM at 3-2 leaving your standings as RCD Espanol still undefeated 5-0 and zero on the board for the Spaniards BDS trailing behind that second place at 4-1 Solari there at 4-2 Notorious Legion uh, is sitting in the fourth position at 3-2 RJM also at 3-2 and Triple Trouble at 2-2 with about a three game difference between RJM and Notorious Legion there in the bottom four in order from 7-10 through 10, We've got Tweedam Girls, Team Vertex, Savet Geneva, and Baguette Squad. Let's start again with Northern, uh, Northern? <laughs> Northern Legion Esports. <laughs> sorry, Notorious Legion Esports and RCD Espanol. Two more big wins this week for them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but for R- RCD, like it's a little bit weird for them because like while Notorious Legion are getting the confident results against Weedam Girls, RCD is struggling against Vertex and RJM. Now, I would personally rate Weedam Girls above them, but even then, you know, you also got to consider that they're also in the bottom four. So you know, maybe I'm just completely wrong yeah. in my analysis. But is it me or are RCD looking a little bit less impressive than the team that are currently in fourth position? Oh, you're you're completely correct. RCD half ass this week. They only put in, I would argue, with the performances from Vertex and RGM, they put in a mere 20% of what they could actually do. Like they purely just wrote their name on the test, handed it in, and somehow got a better grade than Vertex and RJM. It was so bad. I was casting that RCD versus RJM game 
and it probably came through in the broadcast, but that was shite. It was a game five, which no one wants you to go to game five purely because it was that bad. And you compare that to Notorious Legion, that game against Baguette Squad, for example, was one of the, my funnest casts I have had in a long, long time, like in the last year. And the same, you could watch that one against uh, Weedham Girls in the first game. Notorious Legion are having a cracking good time. They're putting on probably, they are the funnest team to watch at the moment within Rocket League. And like you said, they were going up against two teams that did not slump this week. That 3-0 against Weedham Girls was super close. The one against Baguette Squad, Baguette Squad looked a little bit deflated at the start, but they started swinging hard in game three really coming on back and it feels almost like notorious legion had to work for their wins rcd were just handed them because their opponents were not able to show up and they merely took it all the way because they didn't have to do anymore yeah i mean right now rcd are still sitting at five zero i think they're probably guaranteed for top three at least at this stage um not quite uh, actually that five secures to them definitely for top six their next season Okay, but like, you know, I'm taking a look at some of these results from RCD and it's like, if they don't start pulling their socks up, could we see them potentially be losing out uh, a top a position for promotion? Because this could be another situation where, hey, they, uh, they they promote back in from the play-ins from the last season where they had a bit of a disaster run and then they could potentially be back in with a chance to, to, to auto-promote unless they step things up. And it's like, you know, with, with Notorious Legion coming in next week as well for RCD Espanol, like, is there a reason to be worried for this side? So I'm just quickly going to check who RCD need to go up against. They've got Notorious Legion next week, to, BDS, yeah. and Savet Geneva the week after, and in the final week, Spaghetti Squad. Mm -hmm. So basically, a win, one more win out of that lot, secures them promotion, uh, a top three finish. You know? Um, yeah. I Maybe, yeah. No, that is it. So yeah, if they get six wins, they'll probably be secure. And that's purely because of how middled the middle of the bracket is. You know, when you've got Notorious Legion on three, RGM on three, Triple Trouble, and Weedem Gales on two, there's a possibility for Vertex to turn it around, but they've got hard opponents coming up in Notorious Legion and uh, RCD Espanol, I do believe is one. No, they've already faced them. Uh, BDS, sorry. Um, yeah. RCD Espanol, just by looking at all those chances, the teams that got left, they should be safe for a top three finish right now. Like I said, they are definitely safe for staying in for next season. They're going to get top six finish, but they are one win away from being top three right now. And that's crazy. The problem is I could see them going for the perfect season here, Jay. It all comes down to this next week's result, though, because Notorious Legion, I yeah, think, possibly could the be one. their biggest threat. Like you know, based on the way that they're playing, based on how they're 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 having a, a great time right now. The RCD, well, I've gone. <laughs> so right here, they've got Notorious Legion uh, this coming week, and then the week after, they've got BDS. RCD would have to lose both those games to drop top spot. Put it that way. That's a big ask. And still then, Notorious Legion would be behind uh, BDS for trying to take away that top spot. You know? Uh, BDS, yeah, beat uh, RCD in, well, next week. They then take the top spot away, but that's going to be hard because BDS still has 
you know, a couple, I think they've only got one tough opponent, if I'm correct, apart from RCD, and that is Triple Trouble coming up. So, oh. crazy stuff. Well, we'll have to see how well they'll hold their own in that next week's matchup. I think that probably will be an, an end, up be, end up being our highlight That's one. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. For now, though, I do want to swing on to BDS uh, because I, I said this team wasn't going to do anything this season. I thought that, that they've, they've they've been mm -hmm. past it. Obviously, it's being the former ARG side. They've kind of stagnated a little bit. But this season coming in, I, it's clear they've been doing some practicing um, uh, because they've had some really fucking awesome results. You know, they beat Baguette's World pretty easy. They beat Savage Geneva pretty easy, which this week has been, you know, pretty a, a, a pretty easy affair but considering that they're only a single like you know series behind uh, RCD Espanol and actually they're up in terms of the game difference if RCD do lose next week and BDS manage to take their win against RJM there's a chance they could still steal that top spot away you know BDS are actually in a pretty decent spot all things considered and they've been very very consistent as of late mm. yeah and that's interesting because week one BDS did not show up. They, yeah, went to game five against Weedham Girls, but it was a shit series, realistically. All things speaking, Weedham Girls were still very incoherent and still are to this day. But BDS, really, they must have gone away from that and put in serious work. They crammed for a week, you know? Come back off that, they then took down um, Solaris, if I am correct, and... That was a great series there going on forward. They took down the team, uh, like they took down Notorious Legion, which is a feat in its own. They then went on to face off against Baguette Squad and absolutely smashed them, smashed the Vet Geneva. And yeah, now they look completely reformed from that week one, where even like after that week one, we were writing our predictions going, oh yeah, this is going to be a team that's just going to bottom out because they haven't put the work in. They realized they didn't put the work in and crammed for a week, which is so commendable and shows that for some teams, all might look lost, but if you put the work in, you can redeem yourself. Yeah, and you know they've certainly redeemed themselves this season. Again, I, I'm happy to eat that humble pie to be honest, because BDS have yep. fucking you know have served it up to be on a silver plate. You know they're they're looking really good. Uh, the the only team that could contest them is Solari at this stage because that but they're also being you know uh, uh, two series behind the BDS side and they have played more series admittedly. Um, uh, but you know BDS, I think given a couple of good circumstances, could potentially claim that top spot. Um, uh, uh, and it all comes down to again how well they're going to compete. Against Against the uh, against the team next week because I think that their challenges are still ahead of them here. Uh, they've got RJM mm -hmm. next week. After that, they have the RCD side one more time, so that could be an upset opportunity for them. Um, they've got Vertex easiest easiest playing triple trouble in the last week of the of the league. So and there's still a lot for me to be proven on that particular respect. But so far, it's been looking pretty good, Bacon. And I think that's about enough to wrap things up on the rival series for this past week. However, next week we got our predictions to make. Uh, tri uh, triple Trouble taking on RJM for the first uh, match of the mainstream. Baguette Squad taking on the Weedem Girls side. RCD facing off against Notorious Legion Esports. Vertex versus Vet Geneva. And on the B stream, we've got four series. Baguette Squad versus Solari. Vertex versus Notorious Legion. BDS versus RJM. And Triple Trouble versus Weedem Girls. I already know which one you're going to pick as the uh, highlight match of the week. Oh, it's easy. the RCD versus Notorious Legion match. But honorable mentions? Mm -hmm. For me, it's got to be Triple Trouble versus Weird Home Girls. Jay, the reason why, at the moment, it's feeling like only one of those two teams is going to make top six, you know? Yeah, a lot of weight going into that one. And for two teams that we expected to do well in this championship and in this season, 
Might be a fun little, uh, fun little uh, grudge match almost, uh, and survival match as well. Mm. Uh, but let's go from predictions, top to bottom. What who you got? So straight off the top, triple trouble. I think are going to take down RJM. That'd be like a three-one, three-two affair. Following that, I'm going to say it's going to get even tastier with the Get Squad getting their first win. They've really stepped it on up recently. Do you and think, think they're going to beat the We Them Girls? <laughs> I think Weedham girls are looking shaky. They're so inconsistent. And it's more just because it creates drama, which is great. You'll see later on. <laughs> you okay. don't base your predictions on any fucking analysis. You just say, hey, what's the best story? Come on. Look, 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 look. come on. It works. Like, we, we know that prediction game going on. Uh, but yeah, after that, RCD take down Notorious Legion 3-2. That is going to be such a good series. Following that... I, I'm just going to back the Savet Geneva boys here just because I want to. Uh, this is completely biased, but let's say 3-1 Savet Geneva. Probably very doubtful on that one, but let's just do it. Uh, into the battle of the Frenchies. I want Solaris to take this. Let's say 3-1 Notorious Legion smash Vertex 3-0. BDS smash RGM 3-0. And then we them girls beat triple trouble. So Let's you've got we them girls to. losing to Baguette Squad, the team in last oh, place, yes. and then you've got them beating triple trouble, the team Watch that are happen. one spot ahead of them. Yep. What? <laughs> Fuck off! No <laughs> way. Like I said, it, I just want drama this season because half of it has just been so boring. But I think we're coming into like the last part. Is going to be so, so delectable. It's going to be beautiful coming into you these last three weeks. Well, I've got triple trouble above RJM uh, to start things off. Uh, I'm going to go 3-2 mm -hmm. on that one. Uh, I've got Weedem Girls going above Baguette Squad 3-1. Fuck you, Bacon. Um, Notorious got, Legion RCD. I don't have anything against Weedem Girls. I'm just saying it will create drama and it will be fun to watch. No, that's the reason why I don't like it. I don't I don't, I don't think you've got anything against Weedem Girls. I, just have a, I have a thing against you making those shit predictions based off of nothing right you just say oh it will make more drama therefore that's Look, the way i think it's happen. gonna go no no i, I, I don't say fucking, sorry next week when i don't we, uh when we them girls drop to baguette squad what no, fuck you if that happens then fair play to them there's a good reason for it but that's none of the reasons why have you that you have actually stated here in this <laughs> fucking podcast no no shut up notorious legion i'm gonna say they're gonna go above rcd at three to two uh, it'll be a fun little matchup and yeah, I've got. I, I respect that. I, I, I've got. It'll be fucking close, right? Let's be real. That that one should be a real fucking fun one. Um, and. I've got Savage Diva going above Vertex by three to one. Um, I think that uh, Vertex probably will end up falling down to this event side uh, just because they've shown a few more, uh, you know, a few more teeth in the in, in the Invitational. I think the real thing for them really will be a case of uh, trying to uh, uh, trying to you know follow through off the back of that online tournament and translate it to the rival series. And then for the second stream, I've got Slurry above Baguette Squad, Smash 3-0. Notorious Legion above Vertex, Smash 3-0. Uh, BDS above RJM, 3-1 uh, for BDS. Um, uh, and then yeah. for TT versus We Dem Goals. Oh, that's a fucking tough one. Um, that's really difficult to predict. So I think the Triple Trouble have a better like basis for their own... Uh, uh, for, for, for their team setup, but we them girls have each own breezy. And I think on that, <laughs> on, that's the thing, right? You know, like it's it's the case of each own breezy versus Bluey, essentially. Um, and I think that because of the team, the team combination of Triple Trouble being a little bit better compared to we them girls, I'm going to go TT three two. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's how you make a prediction, by the is... way. Nothing to do with fucking drama or story. No, it's all about mechanics, you cunt. Oh, the drama and story is uh, Baguette Squad. I think Weed and Girls going to take it purely against uh, Triple Trouble because they would have had to smack up the arse after, you know, doing so shite in the Invitational and they've gone, okay, we've got to really hit back now. Probably a little overconfident going up against Baguette Squad, but they would have planned out for Triple Trouble. That's my thinking. Well, that's your RLCS for this... RLRS, excuse me, for this week. RLCS yep. for this past one week, however, it was a very different story because it was the double header or the double double week thing. <laughs> that realized that makes no the fucking sense. week we had as well. Yes. That's it. Uh, both week five and week six were thrown together into one big fucking uh, weekend of matches. Uh, we had a lot going on. Again, we didn't catch all of it just because there was so much to go through. Uh, but we'll run through the results for you real quick. Singularity beat TSM 3-2 to two up. Uh, and then we move on to Veloce beating AS Monaco 3-1 up. Reciprocity beating M.3-1 up. Uh, Mouseports beating TSM 3-1. Dignitas scraping by against FCB. A 3-2 uh, to two back and forth affair with Renner Vitality also closing out the day. Beating Re Reciprocity at 3-1 to one all the same. And then round 6 on week 6 on day 2 of the past gone week. FC Barcelona 3-2 against Singularity. TSM uh, lost to M point in a 3 0 fashion. Mouseport swept Veloce out of the server 3 0, all the same. Reciprocity beat AS Monaco. And Renault Vitality going over Dignitas 3 2 in the last game of the week. A full on reverse sweep as well, we should sweep. add. It was fucking mm. hype, leaving your current standings as Renault Vitality top of the table 6 1 above Dignitas 5 1. Uh, Veloce at 5 2 go to the third position. Mouseport's tied up with FC Barcelona at 4 2 between those two, but Mouseport's edging the uh, game difference by uh, two games. Reciprocity holding in the top six only at 4 3 and Point at two to four, however, will not be in a position to contend against them. They're in the they're in the seventh position. Singularity and TSM in eighth and ninth at two to five and one to six respectively. And AS Monaco still yet to get a win on the board. Zero and seven for their season. Let's start with well, I mean, I guess you could start just by saying that most of the results were pretty expected, to be honest, Bacon. Like, you know, it was a standard couple of weeks. You know, I think a lot of people got really hyped up about the fact that it was uh, it was obviously the double the 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 yeah, two match days in one weekend sort of thing. And while it felt mm -hmm. like there was a lot of Rocket League, a lot of it was sort of just sort of standard. You know, a lot of the basic results went in the way of the, of the teams that, uh, that that we saw, to be honest. I think, yeah, with prediction games, like everyone would have got the points for which team to win. Maybe not the score lines, but who to win is pretty much what anyone would predict. Maybe I'm going to say not that lot, uh, maybe not with the week six games with Mouse beating out Veloce. I know a lot of people are Veloce fans and might pick them over Mouse with Mouse's current form. And then, of course, Dig being undefeated so far through, they might have thought, oh, Dig again, take it. You know, that um, the redemption for Last Worlds. That's the only things that might go against. And even then, that's a slim one, ain't it? You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of a bit standard for me, so believe it where it is. <laughs> Doing the task, however, they had a bit of a week uh, ahead of them, so we'll talk about them to start things off. Uh, they had a close shave against FC Barcelona. Now, last week, me and Jan were talking a little bit about this FC Barcelona team, and I think we mentioned it also in private conversation, Bacon, that this squad now mm. looks a bit more legit. Uh, you know, this is... The, 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 this is awesome. Like this is a it, really it, good it's match. It's clear that Bluey was the problem. 
Because um, <laughs> Flakes is doing the exact same fucking job, but not cutting up his teammates. Yeah, and as well as that, like I, I just think that the, the development for FC Barcelona has also you know gone pretty far in terms of the uh, the team play mm-hmm. aspect because like now this team look like looks like a team. You know, they don't they don't look like three strikers hoping for the best. And this series against Dignitas proved it. You know, it was so back and forth, so well coordinated, so well fought mm-hmm. from their side. They didn't you know make uh, make the best of the situation. Obviously, not getting the win on the on the board, and it was a bit of a shaky start in the first game. But in the end, a single game, a single goal difference for uh, uh, you know uh, games one th- uh, one four and five. You know, FC Barcelona losing by a single goal. Like, this easily could have turned the other way if they were a little bit more careful. Like, you know, Dignitas, they got by on a scrape on this one, you know. And uh, FC Barcelona, uh, it wasn't because of anything that Dignitas were doing wrong. FC Barcelona just evolved in a new way, you know. And it it, kind of confuses me as well because FC Barcelona fans and, you know, Bluey fans in particular have recently tried to argue that, you know, it wasn't the case that this new FC Barcelona um, are, you know, legit and it's like you know no <laughs> they're, they're they're fucking <laughs> awesome they're really awesome like this is a, such a good sort of uh such a, such a good sort of uh, uh, a roster move and such a good sort of roster in general like i'm excited for the future for this team so i'm going to put this out there that is an interesting one because <sighs> this team can be it like you said it's because they're not just all strikers this team is covering all aspects of the pitch that they need to. And their rotations are so much more solid. They're being a proper three-man team. Um, you notice that by in week four, you know, where Devo had that incredible moment of, what was it, like uh, 10 saves or something like that? Uh, everyone was shouting about. I'll, uh, I think that was against Reciprocity, if I remember right. I'm going to quickly pop that up now. Yeah, it was... Yeah, Devo against Reciprocity was averaging five saves a game. Within game three, he got 10 saves in that game alone. Now, they beat out Reciprocity, all good. But you notice again in week five and week six, he averaged out the lowest amount of saves in his team. That's a massive change up. You know, just straight up. He went from averaging five saves a game to something like 1.6 and being the lowest on this side. And it's all because just naturally against that rep team, he felt like reciprocity when they were attacking was just when Devo was in the rotation, come up against, um, who was it, Dignitas and Singularity, he wasn't in that position. And his teammates quite often got a lot. It purely came down to reciprocity trying to hammer home against Devo, and he weren't allowing the ball through. So they don't have a dedicated defender which is very interesting this team but they don't have a dedicated striker you'll notice that by the number of shots the number of goals that each player on fcb is getting at the moment and it shows this team is in a great camp the only like point i can put about that is just how very um un- like ronicky has got some good assists he's got a lot of saves as well coming out so far for the rest of FCB, even though being very like they're doing quite well within the standings, haven't got many accolades to themselves. And it's because their points, their score, their saves, all of that is spread out amongst all three players, which you are not seeing really in any other team at the moment. 
Yeah, and you know they're playing a bit more of bounce style. I know that Devo was sort of trying mm. to take a bit more of a, a, a save sort of a, a saving defensive sort of a thing. And I think that honestly, like that, that's the best sort of role for him in the context of this uh, in 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 the context of this roster. But they're all contributing where they need to contribute. And again, that Ronicky mm. Flakes combination on the strike is just fucking beautiful. You know, I, I love it. I, I am so in love with the way that FC Barcelona are uh, are, are, are playing at the moment. And yeah, I mean, just I'm, I'm fucking looking forward to the next game that they've got. To be honest, like, there's not much else I can say other than reiterating the points that I mentioned last week. Uh, you know, they are just really, really good, and uh, I, I can see them contending. You know, I can see them contending for the top position. Um, uh, you know, I know that they've still got a little bit of a ways to go because they're still in the middle of the table rather than going uh, all the way up. But I think that you know, just a couple of refinements, a couple of uh, you know, uh, you know, practice routines, and 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 working on the the and working on sort of like just you know. Streamlining, I think, streamlining this whole team formation is what's going to allow FC Barcelona to go to the next level. And for the first time in a long time, I've had faith in this team being a top tier team. Bacon, you know, we've always talked oh, about yeah. FC Barcelona and Savage being sort of like, a, oh, hey, they're they're based off firepower. They won't make it any further than promoting out the rival series. Well, now, oh yeah, the narrative like, has changed. Like this is actually good. The 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 only thing in I uh, is that. You know, at the start of the season, I didn't predict Barcelona do well at all just because you thought there would be loads of online predictions. But now you prediction them to go to Worlds if there was a Worlds. But <laughs> exactly. you think they're going to do well at regionals. They're definitely easier top four team at the moment, largely because reciprocity dropping off. But you look at against everyone else there. Against Mouse, I'd probably pick Barca the win. Against Floche, I'd probably pick Barca the win right now. So it's good shit. Indeed, it is a good shit. One that stinks of glory and stuff. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> that was really disgusting. I, right that was disgusting. Yep. I apologize. Let's move the, the on. Thing and is, talk- sorry, I'm just going to quickly say as well, me saying about Barca beating out Veloce, they did beat Veloce back in week one. Massive change up now. But we'll go see them go up against Mouse in the very last week. So that'll be very interesting. Oh, powerhouse. Because Barcelona powerhouse. could be... They're, they're a dark horse. For me right now, they're power ranked third in the whole of EU and I reckon they could somehow sneak regionals you know it's a ways off don't get me wrong but they're ones to watch and be careful of We'll see how well it will go for them. However, we have to see. Uh, we we have to move on and talk about Veloce next. You mentioned them being the uh, the team that the FC Barcelona were able to uh, uh, to win against. And the the, the storyline we've been following for Veloce for the longest time ever is the fact they skate by on certain results. Mm. You know, I, I think that obviously reciprocity was one. Um, uh, uh, TSM was sort of another, I guess, because of the fact they're on slump position. That like both teams are in, in slumps at the moment. Um, uh, mm. And you know, in last week, oh sorry, the week before this past gone weekend, uh, where they had singularity and endpoint, the only times they actually got some legitimate results for me, um, uh, uh, and against endpoint as well. Uh, you know, that, that that was the series that sort of showed off the issues that Veloce have. I did say that the caveat there was the fact that they're good at adjusting, but in the mouth sports series. Series, they didn't do anything of any of, of, of any sort of like you know value uh, for me at the very least. Now, I'm not sure if you concur or if you like to disagree or any anything like that. Uh, um, that but Loche, 
Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that you wanted to focus on the most because like, Veloce did not have a good performance against the Nelsports side. And, uh, you know, again, the questions still are there for me. Is like, are they skating by on certain results like beating ASM, who are a team I would say that are probably one of the lowest level teams in the league? Are they skating mm-hmm. by on the fact that reciprocity are fucking, um, you, know, uh, you know, shit now? Are they skating by on the fact that TSM are also shit now? You know, like, you know, what's the damage with Veloce at the moment? Because I don't know what to think about this team. So when we just to point out as well with the invitational, Vloche B FCB 3-1 and B M.30 there, just to add on a little bit of context to this, because like I said, Vloche's losses so far this season have been to Mouse last week. Terrible game for them. They they didn't even bother. And they lost to FCB in a very close game five back in week one. Now, Vloche's remaining opponents are Dig and Vitality, the two teams above them in league. And it's coming to the point now, and this is something I'm going to delve into in a future little project. Don't think we're ready to announce that really yet, how big it will go. But it's the point of there's got to be something going on with Veloce. There's got to be a reason for them to win rather than just skating because you watch them on the pitch. They're not anything to write home about, but they get the results. There's got to be something there, and it's something that is bewildering to an analyst, you know? Yeah, like, it, it's so fucking bewildering to me because like, I'm slowly being converted to the idea that Veloce are a good team. But then I see results mm. like Mouse Balls, and I consider all the factors of what I personally That's like, one count. That is their only bad game this season, though. That, to me, leads... They've got consistency, you know? They're, they're a very consistent team, which is great. And I... It could just be that consistency is king, you know, that that's why they're doing so well throughout, you know, all these tournaments is they're the only ones that are consistent. Every other team is so up and down at the moment with the current meta of Rocket League. Is that purely it? I don't know. This is something, like I said, that I'm going to deep dive into. And I'm really, I'm really intrigued by Veloce because again, none of these players you would rate as being top 14 worthy. Maybe Casio is the only one there. Everyone else you'd think are more borderline bottom of RLCS but as a team together they're currently fucking third I'm, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still arguing about it. Like, I think I'm, I also have to do a deep dive in my own personal time at some point and just go back through every fucking vod from this season and try to figure out what it is the Veloce are doing. Because I mean, I think, I think you got to go further. I think you got to go back to Worlds. You know. Possibly even, yeah. I mean, the change up there. I mean, I, 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 there's, a, there's a lot of um and ah about it. I mean, yeah, I say that I, I, I agree with you. They are consistent, but for me, consistency doesn't get you this far. You know, I mean, I, I, I think, mm, I think it would get you a decent like middle of the table position for Veloce, Like, but they're currently in third position, so like, I've, I've got to look back on everything and try and figure things out because like, you know, I've got to come in with a fresh mind on this because Veloce is sort of like, you know. I'm, I'm getting convinced, but I'm not 100% convinced just yet uh, for this team. Um, uh, you know, a team that certainly have convinced all of us this season, however, have been Dignitas. Uh, obviously, we've talked about their, mm-hmm. uh, their, uh, their, dig- their, their close save against FC Barcelona. Um, uh, but Vitality this season, uh, or this week, they are the ones that took the spotlight away from them because they managed to beat, the f- they managed to beat them. 3-2. Finally, Dignitas with a fucking loss on the board. And that actually puts Veno Vitality in the top. They are they are top top uh, top position, first place, and everything like that. Um, 
What a fucking series, by the way. All five games. And it came down to, uh, you know, Dignitas getting the first two on the match point and then Renault Vitality just flipping the switch on. And suddenly we saw a fucking beast awaken. Like a fucking beast yeah. woke up and just, you know, dominated Rocket League. It was like the fucking rising of the Undertaker from WWE or some shit. Like, I swear, Dad, <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Renault Vitality just absolute I, I don't know I, I don't know where this came from like this came out of fucking nowhere well it's even to the point of with vitality we'll start off with them throughout the entirety of this season we've been going alpha's not fitting right this team looks weaker than they did with scrub you know we were even proposing that maybe they swap out alpha at the end of the season and this was whilst they were going undefeated you know this is a team that aren't just gunning for simple wins. They're gunning for the whole title, you know? Unfortunately, they won't be able to get Worlds two times in a row coming up, but it's still the point of that's their target. Anything less is not good enough for them. So this is the moment where it feels like it finally clicked. Don't get me wrong. They took down Reciprocity, a great team nonetheless, you know? But... Dig was the real test because you got to think Dig since Worlds have been on an absolute tear. I don't know what it was about going off to Spain, you know, for LAN, but they just did not falter. The only team that stopped them, and it is so fucking poetic, is Vitality in what I think is the best game of Rock League I've ever seen, that semi-finals again, uh, between Dig and Vitality there. This, in those first two games, just felt like Dig are unstoppable now, you know. Vitality are playing okay. They're playing quite decent, but they just did not have it. Go into that game three, go into that overtime, and Vitality suddenly, they'd got the answers. They had figured out how to play as a three-man unit together. And going forward, oh boy, everyone better be quivering because Vitality are coming to take names. Oh they my are goodness. Yeah, like if now. if if I was Mouse Sports or Veloce in the next couple of weeks, I would be like fucking, you know, I I I would be like the shoppers that like kind of stuck up on the fucking toilet paper because uh, <laughs> holy mm. shit, like it's you like, gonna need this going to be holy shit. <laughs> this vitality and dig is actually the reason why I am the saddest about there not being a world to oh, come this yeah, season mate. because they are needed there because we would see them in the finals. The thing that annoys me most, and I know it's not an official uh, record or whatever, but over on Liquipedia, they have the unofficial uh, champions of the world, and that's currently sitting with fucking cloud nine of all teams. <laughs> it was held by, you know, so many different teams throughout the points and all of that, uh, mainly NRG. But it's just to the point, if you look at right now and you go, Dig really should have had that title and Vitality should have just taken it away from them. Can we, like, take the unofficial world champion thing concept and actually put it into a fucking, like, LAN event? Like, there's something I've always wanted to do in the context of eSports. Maybe, like, a WSOE or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the original well, plan. We saw do. how well that shit went. But, no, yeah. seriously, Psyonics, right? Like, come come hit me up, right? I'll get a pitch going for you. And we can, like, fucking, like, we, we can, we, we, we can fucking, like, you know, go and, and, and prepare this whole, like, like, idea of, like, a LAN event in which you have, like, a title belt and everything because like this is bullshit there's no way that cloud none of the unofficial world champions like fuck off just fuck off there's no way hey vitality after that win though did go to the top power ranked team on liquipedia 
True so, that. True that. There is a small amount of justice in the world. <laughs> NRG no longer on top. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we need to put together our own world rankings, Bacon. Though I think that's what we need to do. Like uh, we need to we need to come Shh, up don't with our. Give away the plan. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing some stuff. You know, I'm just teasing a couple of things. SSP two. I'm just teasing a couple of things. You know, just yeah. let the, the sort of like you know. At just this the... point, you might be teasing some collabs with other content creators. Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely oh, not. Well, no, no, sure. no, you know, <laughs> def definitely nothing is going on. There's nothing special is behind the scenes here at RL Aftershock SSP two. We're definitely not not doing anything specific. You know, we're just having a, a fun. Uh, uh, you know, just a fun little time. The thing that annoys me about that is that one's ready to go. We're just waiting for one fucking thing, and that's the announcement trailer to be finished. Oh, that no, don't me. reveal that part, Bacon. There's nothing going on. Of course, there's not. <laughs> but back on track, Vitality and Dignitas right now, they are looking like a fucking stomper of two teams. And coming into this season, like we sort of like kind of saw this coming, but we were very cynical to the idea of there being two big European number ones. And again, as you mentioned, like I want to see these two teams at land. I want to see them take coming on North America. Season, we thought it would be the big four, not the big two. We thought Mouse and Reciprocity were going to be challenging in there and the thing is what those two lacked dig and vitality have now taken and grown i am happy you know with two incredible teams rather than four good teams you know it's all about quality for me over quantity and these two teams are just absolutely full, full to the brim of quality at the moment, aren't they? And you bet your ass, by the way, that these two squads are going to be at the fucking uh, at, at the fucking grand finals of, of the European regionals. So you bet your ass. If they're these not, two. I will allow it because the drama, the hype around that, will be awesome to see. If who not, the if not, you're going to put together a pitch of psionics so we can have a fifty thousand dollar like invitational for those two teams, and we take a fucking show match. I don't care. I will fucking run. A show match, okay. We'll 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 get some PC hires. We'll do some networking. We'll do a LAN. We'll fucking fly them into the UK. Fuck coronavirus. Let's just fucking do it and get like, these two already, teams. I can tell you, it's going to be the aftershock world conquest, and we introduce each game by going. Let's get ready to rock it <laughs> and just absolutely smash it together. It'd be beautiful. Absolutely not. And on that note, we're going to not quite end. Actually, we have to do next week's matches uh, for the RLCS. <laughs> no double weeks. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, that could have been the perfect fucking way to, to, to end it off their bacon. But we have to do mm. a last little bit of housekeeping again. We've got to do our predictions and previews for next week's matches. Week seven, the penultimate week of league play. It's all coming to a close soon. And we've got Dignitas taking on Endpoint, Reciprocity taking on TSM, Singularity taking on Endpoint for Endpoint's doubleheader week, uh, Veloce taking on the Dignitas side, FCB taking on to AS Monaco, and finally Vitality taking on Mouse Sports. Start things off, who are, which match is your sort of, um, I don't know, I don't even know what, which, which, which is your highlight match? Your which highlight one? game? Oof. I'm going to go... With Vitality versus Mouse because yeah. of potential, but I look at that week and go, and oof, 
this is the bad week. Yeah, this will be the bad week. <laughs> um, yeah, Vitality Mouse Sports possibly could be the most fun one just because they are two relatively decent teams and Mouse Sports having their inconsistencies to see if they can try and sort it out. Um, we have seen good performances out of them, um, uh, but Renault Vitality certainly with their scary sort of form, I think they still, still should be able to take a decent uh, victory above them. But yeah, no, I agree with you. This is definitely not going to be one of the big RLCS weeks. Uh, but with that being said, top to bottom predictions, let's go. So, free uh, O to dig. Let's go free one to rep because they're bound to fuck up one game. Uh, singularity to take on. Actually, how the fuck did I overlook that one? Singularity versus Endpoint is the best game of the week. Sorry. Singularity to beat Endpoint free two. Dig to beat Veloce free. It's fucking Veloce. It's going to be free two, and I hate that so much, but it will be free two. Uh, FCB ASM, it will be FCB free O easy, and then free one to Renault Vitality. I think I'm worried that's going to be free O as well. I still think it's going to be. I still think that RV versus Mouse Force is going to be my highlight match. I, I just don't think that Singularity Endpoint will deliver as well as these two teams will. Um, uh, but oh, it will deliver. Trust me. Well, well, I'll hold you to that for next week. For now, though, my predictions: three one for Dignitas, three uh, one for Reciprocity. Uh, I'm going to go three two to Endpoint. Uh, I think that I think these guys have have have, have what they need to uh, to beat Singularity again. Singularity has still been a little bit disappointing to me. Endpoint point of shown a little bit of potential i've got dignitas going 3-1 above veloce uh, fc barcelona going 3-0 above as monaco and then Renault vitality going 3-1 above mouse sports and that wraps up the championship series that wraps up the show for this week bacon a bit of a haphazard sort of throw together one um, uh, mostly because we've been fucking busy uh, however next week i promise i will watch all the matches all of them. I'll even catch I, I will up. hold you to. I will one. even catch up with the fucking. Um, uh, uh, I'll even catch up with the with the European Invitational so far because why the fuck not? <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just sit back in my fucking uh, chair this week, this this evening, and just be completely reamed out at three a.m. Just like <laughs> consumed by consumed the by Sandrock Gaming or some shit. I don't know. That sounds like a really bad thing, but I'll I'll, I'll leave it. Be. I don't think they're playing this evening, are they? I can't remember. I but think ca- I'm catching up with the rest of the vods though, so you know. Uh, true. Anyways, that is going to be it from us here on RL Aftershock for this week. We'll be back next week, hopefully a little bit earlier. Obviously, we had to push this week's recording back a bit because we've just been so fucking busy with Arena Clash, with TCS, and obviously with the double header week and everything. Um, so, uh, you know, next week should be back on track. Next week we should be back on form. We'll have a show ready for you on Tuesday or Wednesday evening. But till that point, though, I've been the Eternal J. This has been Digital Bacon. This has been RL Aftershock. Any final words from you, mate, before we head off? Yep. Um, just yesterday it got announced there is a collaboration going on between Lego and Mario to which this proves even more I want little Lego Rocket League cars please can it happen please please I think the Hot Wheels I think the Hot Wheels no I think the Hot Wheels fucking collab was was, was more build your own arena would just be so fucking sick and you they have those little flames you can stick it on the back I just I toys Jay Toys. I want them. <laughs> You're a fucking child. And so am I. We're gonna be, we're gonna get out of here now. We're gonna see you next week for even more of the aftershock.